0: Hi, this is Money Honestly. I'm Jana Heron. Today, we're going to do a little role reversal. Stephanie Asimkos, a reporter on my team at Yahoo Money and Cache, will be interviewing me about open enrollment during the pandemic. So hi, Stephanie. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Jana. And uh, with that, I'll hand it over to you. Okay, this is gonna be fun.
1: Um, Okay, so today I feel like we're gonna talk about open enrollment and we hear this phrase usually once a year. Some of us know exactly what to do. We know exactly what the drill is gonna be like and some of us don't know what it means at all. So please tell us in the simplest term as possible, what is open enrollment?
0: Okay, so the open enrollment that we're gonna be talking about today is the time period usually in October or November when your employer allows you to make changes to some of the benefits that you have? So you might want to switch up your health care plan, or maybe your employer is offering a new health care plan. Um, other benefits might be commuter benefits, um, pet insurance, um, signing up for life insurance, or disability insurance. So basically, this is the one time during the year where you can go and make those changes for the next year?
1: Okay. So it is 2020. It is a year unlike any other. We've learned to operate on this basis of what's up is down, what's down is up. So (laughs) how does open enrollment, is it more important this year because of the pandemic? And what does the pandemic have to do
0: with open enrollment now? So people are thinking, yes, it is more important this year. Um, according to one MetLife survey this year, half of workers say that open enrollment this year is more important than in 2019. And two-thirds of them cite COVID-19 as that reason, followed by financial reasons, which could also be related to COVID-19, and healthcare costs, which also could be related to COVID-19. Um, another survey from AFLAC showed nearly identical numbers as the one from MetLife. So, really, the pandemic has been a wake up call for many Americans to really look at the benefits that they get, especially healthcare, and make sure they choose the right ones. Um, but nevertheless, open enrollment choices should be important no matter what year it is, but 2020, especially important. Um, usually, nine and 10 workers just choose the same benefits that they had. Um, from the previous year without really doing much research and i think on average people spend about 30 minutes reviewing those choices so um in general it's really important now it might be even more important than than before
1: I feel like people spend more time looking through Netflix to watch something than they do for open enrollment and the selections <laughs> that they make for the next entire year. Uh, that's bonkers to me. Okay. So how does it affect the choices that we'd make? Is it, is someone really, should someone really be thinking like, should I change my health? Should I change my dental? Um, you mentioned this wake up call.
0: Talk to me more about that. Sure. So the first thing is, it may actually affect what options are available to you. So like many companies are hurting financially right now. Um, so they are considering cutting some benefits to reduce those costs, according to an employee benefit, the Employee Benefit Research Institute. So you might not have the same options as you did last year. The good news is it won't be the big stuff like healthcare, or retirement that's getting cut It's more like the little ancillary add-ons like employee discount programs, tuition reimbursements, um, bank at work partnerships. Those are the kinds of things that would be going away. So when you get your benefits package and you're looking at it, you might see things are missing from last year and that might be one of the reasons. Now, how should you be thinking differently um when making selections because of the pandemic. So let's start with like the big one, healthcare. Um, so if you are a person who has an underlying condition that puts you at risk of severe illness from COVID-19, if you haven't already, if you're not already choosing the more premium healthcare plan with a lower deductible, that might be something you want to consider. Um, I don't want to say people are going to get sick or anything like that, but you might want the more comprehensive package that will cover more of those out-of-pocket costs than going for a high deductible plan where you're going to be paying a lot of costs up front first before your health insurance kicks in. So that's one thing about health care. Another thing, a lot of people have um, work from home uh, or basically are working from home and for the foreseeable future and some people have like moved to a different area maybe they go they lived with their parents or so maybe they went to a second home so they might be in a different area than their primary residence so you want to make sure that your health care plan you want to check out the network um, of providers medical p- providers um, in the area where you're living right now and you want to make sure there's good options so you want to just Make sure that the um, health plan is um, portable like that. And last, when it comes to healthcare, telehealth actually has become a lot more popular during the pandemic. People couldn't see their doctors for a while so they tried that remote Zoom with um, their doctor and maybe that's something they wanna continue doing. So you wanna check to see what kind of coverage you have for telemedicine services as well. So that's healthcare. Stephanie. So that was a lot. Come okay. In. okay. So but there's more,
1: <laughs> there, There's more. So, I mean, speaking that there is more, you've given us this understanding that open enrollment is so much more broad than just health and dental. So what are some of the overlooked benefits from employers? You've mentioned things like commuter benefits, life insurance. Um, talk to me more about that. People kind of maybe could gloss over them and just hit the biggie of health insurance. So what are the ones that we overlook but shouldn't?
0: Yes, and definitely shouldn't in light of the pandemic as well. So let's talk talk about insurance um, aside from health care insurance. Uh, so this may be a little morbid to think about, but I think what's happened this year has gotten a lot of people thinking about, Oh, do I need life insurance? Should I have disability insurance? And if you have people who depend on your income, the answer is yes. So check to see what your employer offers. Um, a lot of times, uh, employers offer life insurance at no extra cost to you, and then you can increase the amount of insurance at a discounted price. Um, same thing with disability insurance. So you want to check to see what they offer and at what price, because in some cases you might want to get the free option, but then go to the regular marketplace and get a little bit more life insurance on top of that because you might get a better deal that way. So those are those are two um, types of insurance you really want to look at. Another thing is dependent care flexible spending accounts. So the, this is money that you put in pre-tax into a, an account that can be used to offset child care or um, dependent care if you or have somebody taking care of um, an elderly relative, for example. So this is, I think, is one of the toughest ones for parents right now, especially because schooling has just changed so much, um, and we don't know what it's going to look like going forward. And so for some people, maybe they're working from home, and so their child is home with them and they don't really need to put much money into a flexible spending account because they can watch over their child and they don't have to pay daycare expenses. For other people um, who may not have used uh, used daycare or after school care um, before, but now they have to go to work, but their child has to be at home remote learning, they might be hiring somebody to come in and watch their child and help them do that. So maybe they need to put some funds into the flexible spending account. So that's, that's really, I mean, I'm a parent myself and my husband and I have been talking about this. What, how much money are we going to put away for after school care costs or summer camp costs next year? And it's, it's a moving target, you know? And the problem is these funds are use it or lose it at the end of the year. So it's you don't wanna lose those funds. <laughs> not when we're in in that type of uncertain environment that we're in right now.
1: Definitely not. So on the flip side of that, are there benefits that we maybe don't need
0: right now? You know what, it's not even right now. There are some benefits that are out there that's just they're kind of superfluous really. So some of the ones that you can skip are cancer, accident or death and dismemberment insurance at an extra cost. Um, while these sound like they're really helpful, your health care coverage should cover most of these instances. Plus, these don't really kick in unless you meet like certain thresholds um, in very specific cases. And so they just it's not really worth the extra cost. Um, other things that you might want to look at that you, um, didn't consider before, just going back to your other question is, um, programs that help to establish emergency funds. Some, um, employers offer that, um, some employers offer short-term loan programs and, or access to payroll advances, like Walmart does that, I think. So these might be helpful for people if they, um, you know, if they run into a a cash crunch and they have reduced income and God knows that this can happen at any time um, right now with um, things shutting down, things opening up. So those programs might be helpful to some people as well.
1: Okay. So it's really just predicated on, who you are and what your situation is, correct? Yeah. So what if, you're, what if you're married and you need to make these decisions together? How does that impact open enrollment?
0: So that's a little bit harder because harder, but you get more choices. Um, so say both you and your spouse work and you both get benefits from your respective employers. All of a sudden, you may be looking at four different health care plans to choose from, versus two plans. And so, and the, the real difficult part of this is that sometimes or oftentimes your enrollment, open enrollment periods don't necessarily overlap. Um, but as much as they do and as much as you can, you wanna compare those four healthcare plans to figure out what's best for you and your spouse. Um, and it could be that it's best for each spouse to take their own employer's healthcare plan it might be better for uh, one spouse uh, to carry both, both of you on their employer's health care plan. So that's the that's the tricky part of it. So you get more options, but it makes it that much tougher to find what's what's best for you. Okay, got it. So this is my
1: last question. And we will round this out and sort of start with, sort of end with how we started of just that this has been a bonkers year. And if anything, I feel like all of us will walk away with 2020, just knowing that like life happens and sometimes it's unpredictable. So with open enrollment, are you stuck and and are you beholden to the changes and the selections that you make during open enrollment? Because we don't know what the next 11, 12 months bring. There could be a new child, a marriage, a divorce, um, anything could happen between now and this time next year. So can someone make changes after they have selected a new plan?
0: Yes, but they only in certain circumstances. So you can't just say, oh, you know what? I changed my mind. I really, really wanna go with the, the premium healthcare plan. It doesn't work that way. So basically you can make these changes if you have a certain life experience, if was not life event happen. And these are usually, um, you know, like the big things, um, you get married, you get divorced, um, you lose your, your spouse loses a job or gets a new job. Um, you adopt a child, uh, you have a child, uh, your spouse passes away. Those are reasons, um, to, that will allow you to make changes to your open enrollment. Uh, if you're 25 and then you turn 26 and you lose your parents' healthcare coverage, that's another um, life event that will trigger an op- a special open enrollment period for you. Um, so then you can make those changes uh, to fit your life circumstances. Otherwise, you're stuck. You're stuck with it until next open enrollment. So if you find that you really don't like that healthcare plan, make a note of it so that you will change it next year. One of the things I forgot to mention is um, commuter benefits. I think that's another big one that might be um, affected by the pandemic. So Stephanie, you and I are in New York City. when we went to work, sometimes we use the subway. And so we might have commuter benefits to help us cover the cost of taking the subway. And we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> so we might only not get commuter benefits, but maybe sometime when we decide to go back to work, maybe we bike to work or we uh, use some other way, maybe drive to work. I don't even see that happening, but, um, so you might want to change what your commuter benefits are and make sure that they cover your new way of tra- transporting yourself to work. When, if, and when that happens.
1: Right. When it's no longer from, you know, the kitchen to the living room. <laughs> right. You know, right. To work.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's just open enrollment. It, it, I think it's, what's also good is you get a g- glimpse of other kinds of benefits that you're not necessarily have to enroll in that, um, you may take advantage of later on. For example, there's a lot of employee discount programs. Um, and so if you're buying a new computer or you're buying tickets or you're buying this or that, um, you might actually get a discount through your um, employer, through this employee discount program. So open enrollment can be a good way to look at those options that you have that you don't necessarily need to sign up for. Um, legal services. There might be some financial wellness services as well that you may may not realize you had, and maybe now is the time to take stock of what your employer offers and how it can help your your financial and regular well being. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should wrap this up. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's my that's my <laughs> cue to you. <laughs> Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today and playing host on Money Honestly. And thanks for everyone listening. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. We'll see you next week.